0: Welcome to Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. All the big news and views from a big week in footy.
1: Yeah, hello and welcome to Off The Bench. It's our State of Origin uh, special tonight. As we look back at the week on Sports Day and some of the great chats we have with some of the legends of State of Origin, Perfuso Cantors, uh they're in stock now, job done, uh, we have Brett Noddy-Camorley joining us on the show. Gr- legendary New South Wales halfback. Yeah, everyone remembers him for that intercept to Bowen. Well, that beautiful pass to Bowen. Uh, Maroons legend Steve Boxhead Headwaters joins us. But let's kick off the show tonight with our running hot segment. Thanks to Reem as we take you inside Blues Camp with assistant coach of the Blues, Greg Brandy-Alexander. Reem, manufacturing in Australia for over 80 years Here's Brandy.
2: Okay, Blues ball inside the 22.
3: Have they got a chance over There's a little break against this. Oh, beautiful stuff, Alexander and Hasler. Oh, ha- Alexander made the break. A little short ball to Hasler, and he was over right beside the post.
1: Oh, going back into the archives there to pull out some uh, footage with Darrell Eastlake commentating State of Origin Sats. Mm. That takes me way back. Absolutely. This, this man Before involved. Four Uh, This man involved in that piece. i tell you what, he's got to be the busiest man. He does breakfast at SEN with Vossi in Sydney. Yeah. He's assistant coach at the Blues. He's on the board at Penrith. Yeah. He does Fox footy as well. Brandy, do do you know where you live? Have you been home at all in the last couple of years? now he's in camp? (laughs) Yeah.
4: Now I'm in camp.
3: Yeah.
4: Uh, Good evening, boys. Uh, Sometimes I do lose track of days. Yes. Uh, Especially when it roll when footy we've had Easter Monday games. So when Footy rolls past the Anzac Day games on a Tuesday, I can I can get lost and not I'm not sure what day it is, but uh takes time to get the bearings. But yeah, camp's good, Sats and uh, and Jace,
1: camp's going well. Hey, before we talk State of origin, which is the reason we got you on the show, we've been accused tonight of stealing this segment. Things to make you go from your breakfast show is it is that true do you do things that make uh, you go yeah. mm? well 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 we were doing it but
4: our man charlie good sir mm. who uh our young um producer slash talent um it was his gig to try and come up with the things that would go up, play after the song so we'd play the song and yep. charlie would hit us with things that would uh make you go mm. um <laughs> Sort of fell to the wayside. Chuck ran out of ideas and mm. steam yeah. very quickly. But uh, you, you blokes can have it. Thank you, but thank you, yeah, mate. We appreciate that. Now, Brandy, we're, we're family. We're family. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah.
5: yeah. Now, Brandy, when players come into camp now, do most of them know each other anyway? If they've never played alongside each other in rep in rep duties, they all seem to be linked in some way. The modern player,
4: they do, and they all. Well, we were talking about that this afternoon. sets and I think it's you know you. you you see it after games where players will stand around and you know have a chat. Um, so much more than what used to happen, you know, where you'd trudge off the field and you're filthy if you lost, and if you won, well, you trudge off the, off the field with a smile on your face. And uh, but players, you know, it's it's different these days, and they they do know each other. You're, you're right, like they're all yeah, they're all linked somehow, and they all know, uh, you know, each other. Even the new players that have come in. You know they're all pretty familiar. Even Hudson Young, who really hasn't had a, a taste of it. Nico's had a taste. Tavita's, you know, played with the Panthers and knows a lot of the boys in here. And um, yeah, so it, it is different. You you know you don't find anyone. You know the new boy on the block doesn't come in and sort of sit in the corner and you know, a bit sheepish about getting you know introducing himself. Um, it's all pretty friendly and. Uh, the, the, they're a great bunch. This this bunch we've got now, and throw the new blokes into it. It's been uh, it's been pretty impressive just to watch them um, how they've you know got together over the last couple of days.
5: Now I've got to say, Brandy, I I, I like the the selection of Tyson Frizell. We've got a lot of Newcastle listeners uh, to the show as well. Back in the Origin after a bit of a spell, what, what's impressed you, Freddie and and Badiris to bring him back in?
4: Uh the, the fact that his body's good, he's healthy, um, sats, he's, in the last couple of years, he's had a lot of niggling injuries, um, that have sort of, you know, hampered his performances, but, you know, Frizz is a, he's an origin player. I, I think he's, there's only Teddy that's played more games than Frizz, and whenever he's played for New South Wales, he's been terrific. Um, and, and, I just, the energy that Frizz big brings to a game. You know, his kick chase has been fantastic for Newcastle. Generally leads the chase, makes the tackle. Uh, He's a hard worker and, you know, that's his professionalism and he's tough. He's he's an origin player.
1: Is it fair to say, and I'm a Blues supporter, Brandy, is it fair to say we've got some hard nuts, some... Some crazy plays in the team this week. Who go to the uh, this year? Who go to the edge? Like your your Frizels. You got Tavita Pangai Junior. There. You don't know what to expect from Tavita Pangai Junior. Of course, our Hudson Young. It's there. Seems to be some mm-hmm. wild blokes in this team this year. Uh
4: yeah. Well, you know, wild, wild, sort of a loose term, Jace. You know, I, Tavita can play. You know, Tavita can you know mix it up and can sometimes step. Over that uh, that fine line that you know that goes from being aggressive to um, someone that gets penalised, but we've seen that happen, so we know it can happen. But I'm sure you know Tavita will be aggressive um, within reason. It's an Origin game, don't forget. And mm. you know if you've been watching over the last few years, uh, a little bit more goes on than what it normally does through the regular season, through the NRL games. Um, and you know I, I love that about Hudson Young that he plays aggressive and he's you know he's in the face of his uh, of those that are across the other side. Um, you know, as long as you don't give penalties away and 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 don't find yourself in the bin, um, well, that's that's a good thing I think. Uh, aggression, yes, yeah. that's part of Origin.
1: Yeah, can't wait, Brandy. Um, how's Tom uh Fitness. We had Cam Smith sniffing around the Sports Day Studios, the Savo. After the captain's run, uh, he he doesn't oh, yeah. think he's don't, fit. Don't, don't give him anything. No, I won't give him anything. <laughs> don't give him anything. No, <laughs> how's no. his how's don't, his fitness? Just watching
4: pretty crafty that Cameron Smith. I oh, know. Well, he told me um, Munster. He said Munster
1: yeah. was playing playing golf the Savo, so there can't be too much wrong with his ribs.
4: Mm. Okay, I, as okay, Munster's ribs are good. Yeah. Um... Uh, Tommy's good. Tom Tom's absolutely fine. Yeah, his his ribs are good too.
5: <laughs> what I liked about him in Canberra from the recent weeks that we've seen him, where he looks a little bit ginger, is that he just he got back to that that speed, that quickness that we used to see him just punch through the line. Brandy.
4: Yep, yeah, that was that was you know that's sort of what we've been waiting for. Sats, you know, every, even even if you're not a, you know, let's forget Origin the time being Mm. even if you're just a general league fan i think most people want to see tom playing his best footy you know the, the impact that he's made over the last when he's been on the field over the last couple of years has been uh well it's been great to watch so i think just your average league fan wanted to see tommy find that speed and that's that's what was missing the back end of last week's game not against canberra the week before he tried his guts out and he was he, he, he had plenty of touches and plenty of runs, but it just didn't happen for him. But that first run sat where he sort of, you know, Jordan Rapinna came off his wing, and Rapinna's a big man and strong, and he sort of just brushed past him. Like Rappeter ended up on the ground, and Tommy showed great strength, speed uh, to score that try. So I, that sort of, that did it for me. I said, oh, well, that's that's it. And then he kept going throughout the game, so it was it's great to watch. Uh, obviously you you didn't want to be searching for, you know, trying to find your confidence in an Origin game and it was good that you found it last week against the Raiders.
5: Yeah, nice. Now Nico Hines uh, has just played his way into Origin over the last couple of years. Could there be a situation, Brandy, where Nico may not see much time at all, just depending on how the flow of the game is going?
4: Yeah, it could could do sats, yeah, and that's you know, that's happened over the years. Yeah. Sometimes you pick a, you know, a utility. Um, and sometimes, you know, you find it hard to get them on the field. Uh, Jack Whiten's pointing case. Over the years, Jack, he's, you know, played 14 plenty of times and sometimes found it hard to, to get him out there. Tyron Peachy back in, you know, eighteen nineteen was, you know, a, a sort of the utility man. And sometimes they don't get much time, depending on what's happening in the game. So that, that could be the case or... Um, he's got the ability to fill in a a number of holes. So um, we'll just have to wait and see what what happens, how the game pans out.
1: Brandy, one of our listeners from 2HD, Sporty Gav's been on the text. He goes, hi, Woogie Sats and Brandy. I feel sorry for Campbell Graham missing out on a spot. Was that, um, was, is that got to do with him not to take part based on his inability to train the entirety of the preparation or was it his decision? Uh, No,
4: well, it was, uh, in In terms of you you're talking about as the eighteenth man,
1: Jace. yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: Now, when when he got into training, he was he he told us how bad the sternum has been, and he's been needling it, and he's been resting early in the week uh, having no contact uh, at South Sydney, needling it to get through games. And he said the needle has been working, so it's been doing its job, but he said, uh, after the game on the weekend it 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 was a lot sorer, pulling up than it has been. Uh, and the latest scan showed some fragment, um, some bone fragment. So it's it's worse than it's worse than it has been. And he said, like he was honest, he just said, I won't be able to train, um, uh, and you know I'll have to needle it even to train if you want me to train. So you've got to you love know, that honesty, a, don't you? A, yeah, 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 yeah. And he was very ginger. Like on Monday, he was in with us all day, and he was noticeably sore and couldn't turn his body and so he's, you know and someone said, oh well how can he play for South well, you know, he'll 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 rest it all week and they'll needle mm-hmm. him um, if he does get on the field, that's what'll happen and he'll go out and play for South Sydney which I'm, I'm fine with but, you know, we needed him to train through the week and he just couldn't do it so he pulled in Stephen Crichton but very disappointing and and look, so close to being you know, not just in as
1: 18th men but in, in the 17th Mm.
5: Yeah. I think you'll end up using him throughout the throughout the
1: series, Brandy. Yeah, enjoy your night, Brandy. See you, mate. See you, boy. Greg Brandy-Alexander joining us during the week on Sports Day. What a great insight to the preparations for New South Wales. Hot water need replacing. Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. More of Off the Bench with our Origin special on the way next with Maroons legend Steve Boxhead Walters more off the bench nrl soon subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment search off the bench nrl
0: on itunes or spotify can't wait for your cancer? you don't have to in stock now see your fuso dealer today welcome back this is Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Can't wait for your canter? You don't have to. In stock now. See your Fuso dealer today. Wallers and
5: Elias. There's a couple of players that don't like each other. Now they're in, what? Wallers and Elias. So
2: now it's
6: Elias so and Wallers were hard at it. Yeah, a
2: couple of personal things coming out of that one saw the two hookers come together, it's well known. And a great deal of love loss between Elias and Walters. He sent him off. He sent gone. Elias off. Now for how long? Look at the crowd. I think you might... Oh, he's got ten. Both the hookers have got ten. Both the hookers. So Walters and Elias, ten apiece.
5: Oh, he's one of the great, one of the great forwards in Australian rugby league. Mm. He played 14 games for Queensland, 15 for Australia, and he was part of the Ipswich Mafia
2: rat. Oh yeah, the Ipswich Mafia
5: don't want to mess with them. Yeah, <laughs> Steve Boxhead Walters has joined us on Sports Day. How are you, Boxhead? G'day, boys. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I was just
6: listening to that tape. Oh, Benny was lucky. I couldn't fight too well. was thing? he?
5: Eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you must. Uh, other than being, you know, the the former manager of the team for many, many years, nearly twenty years, Box said, around this time of year, being so integral in in state of origin history as a player and as a, as an uh, official as well, you must get, you must get a little bit a uh, little bit antsy. You, the the goosebumps must be up and about about this time of year.
6: Oh yeah, of course that's. I mean, I was really lucky. Well, I still remember I was fifteen years old when I went and watched the first one with Arthur led Maroons out, and you know I think we went to. Every game when we lived in Ipswich in the aussies, before I we went to Canberra for the first five or six years, it was it was just fantastic. And I think it's bigger and better than ever to be honest. The whole state of Origin, all the games, and the excitement building up to it, you know. Uh, what I remember, we used to sit down and write out our teams when we were kids, me and all my brothers, on who they pick and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, just great memories.
5: Was it you or Kevy, I think, or Karen maybe, has told the story that your your great dad, your great old dad, one day. Um, when he took you to the first origin, did you? Was there, a, was there a hole in the fence or there was some hole in the fence at Lang Park you got through?
6: That first story, mate. Yeah, it used to be chain mesh fenced in those days and there was a heap of people when we pulled up because you just lobbed up there. You didn't book your tickets ahead, you know, back back at that time. So there were seven of us, five boys and mum and dad, and we rolled up and, and we seen these people coming, you know, going through the chain wire fence further down and... And we said, oh, we'll just go there, Dad, we'd have to pay, but he compromised a bit. Him and Mum and my oldest brother, Brett, bought a ticket, but us four younger ones, we all went through the fence. So, yeah, you know, he had to chip in something. tonight. He wanted to do the right thing, the old man, so,
2: yeah. Yeah, nice one, nice one, Box. Now, Box, you, you, you're right, State of Origin has grown into a juggernaut. It's it's like three Super Bowls that we get to have, you know, over a six, eight-week period, Um Mate, where were you when you first got selected? What did you feel like when you got that phone call? Can you take us back to that time, what it meant for you to be called up to wear the Maroon jersey?
6: Yeah, it was different then, Matty. Back, back uh, that was in um, uh, 1990, I played one game in that series. Kerit um, had played the year before and played really well. So the only reason I got a chance was he, he got suspended before the first game. But see, the, the coach and all that, how it is now, they didn't ring you up and tell you if you're in the team or ring if you just missed out. You just sat and listened to the radio, mate. Yep. Or someone from the um, club might give you a bit of a heads up, but it was really a very nervous wait, you're listening around. And um, yeah, I, I remember it wasn't, um, I think it was JR or someone from the club run me uh, back in the day. So it was it was a different times there then. It wasn't what it is now, you know, the big builds up on that side of it where you sort of, get a call from the coach, you just listened, just hoped you made it and what what sticks out to me is as I said, Carrot had played the year before and I'd watched every game and obviously Wally Lewis was the main man in those days and and it looked like I'd only get to play one game. I was just filling in for Carrot, you know, and I thought, Well, that's okay, you know, I'm gonna to get to play a state of origin game with Wally Lewis and it was game one in nineteen ninety. And um anyway and you wouldn't believe it, Wally well, has to missed a game in 10 years. And for my game, he tore his hamstring and, and didn't play in that
5: match
6: <laughs> and missed out. So I was crushed with that at the time, but I ended up lucky. I got back in and got a few more chances,
5: so it was good. Now, both your dad, Kevin, Sandra, proud rugby league parents. Is it, is it a true story, Boxhead, when your, your mum, Sandra, said to you, I care it, are you in the Queensland side? Or was that the Australian side and you said, no, I've, I've been replaced? And she said, who by? And he just pointed to you across the table. Is that true?
6: Oh, I think he might exaggerate a bit there. We uh, missed out, you know, we worked out OK. That's, that's, yeah, that one might be a bit exaggerated. Uh, <laughs> we missed out a couple of times. It was it was hard when it's your own brother when you're in the same position, because you're either in or you're out, you know. Mm. Um, and you didn't ever have a hooker on the bench or anything in those days. And whilst it was awkward sometimes because you were there and someone said, oh, good on you, mate. You made the team and, and your brother's across the road, you know, standing across from you. And likewise, when he made it and I did it, I... So I was just really happy that it worked out, That he got to play a few games, I got to play a few games, you know, and we both got to win some premierships in the strong team still, the Broncos and the Raiders, so it all worked
2: out good. Yeah, Boxy, mate, the hooking position's changed so much over the years, but I feel like, you know, yourself and Kerr had a lot to do with that, the way you played the ball in the nine position, you ran the ball. Uh, what do you make of today's hookers? Uh, you reckon you'd cut, cut it all right?
6: Oh, like you, like you, mate, I'd love to play against them. They're yeah. great players. I mean, the bar gets lifted all the time. That sport in general and rugby league, certainly no difference. And they're, they're really key members of the team now, the hooker, the number nine, aren't they? And the, that role in the sport that everyone talks about. And you, You're right, the game really evolved in the um, late 80s and early 90s because the uh, referees started different too. They started keeping the teams further apart. So then there was a, a few more opportunities for you, you know, around the ruck and that sort of stuff. So that certainly helped. And... Certainly evolved. I think we moved it along a little bit with the and carrot and a couple of other guys. And then you get through Bedirus and those sort of fellas, and then, of course, what's another young fella? He was pretty handy. Smith, Cameron Smith yeah. was quite handy. He probably shipped it along another couple of runs again. You know, what an awesome player.
2: Yeah, mate. We we have been blessed in Queensland with uh, with number nines. That's for sure, mate. Now you you, you got to tell us. Um, we've heard well, there's all sorts of myths out there about you and Benny and the and the sledges at scrums Is it true that you're trying to hurry up because you got a test match to, to you got to play next week when he was uh, slow to get to a scrum Yeah, that was true mate. Yeah, he was coming in late. Like, the game was over.
6: It was only about 10 minutes left and I just said and um he started wanting to punch. He was dirty about some. Started wanting to push and shove and punch. I said, "Hey," and I just put my hands up and I said, "It's all right for you, mate. I've got a test on Sunday." So, As yeah, I started, I started giggling at the other front row there, because he was my uh, teammate at Canberra Broncos, you know, last so, yeah. time. He was oh. a good player. I never I always give him a bit of lip. He He's a good player.
5: Great yeah. player. Great player. Now, you're no longer the team manager of the of the. Queensland side and haven't been for the last couple of years. What are you going to miss more? Will you miss the buffets or Alf? Uh,
6: both very enjoyable pastimes. I had a lot of prawns and oysters thanks to how well Cameron Smith and Thurston and, and Lockie and all them played, mate. So I did enjoy those buffets, as you know, Saps. Um, and a lot of time with Alan Langer. Probably a bit too much time with him. Um, well I think I'll miss, the, you know, I'll miss the most, mate. What I used to love was, as you guys will know, you've both been on it, that bus ride to the stadium at Suncorp. Yeah. When you have, the, you have the police escort and it's just all quiet on the bus and everyone knows what's coming their way. And, and in Queensland in particular, police are fantastic. They really give you a really good police escort. You know, they block the traffic and... I reckon that's, when I'm talking to you now, if I can, hands on my neck are standing up, that's what
5: i miss the most, I reckon. Well, you used to would have been around the years that Caxton Street was still no, open, would Box? I was on that, the last trip down Caxton Street. Really? Yeah, I was on it. Yeah, it was amazing.
2: It's an amazing trip, isn't it, Boxy? You feel like you're going to run over 15 people going down Caxton. <laughs> yeah, well,
6: that's why they up in the end because of safety reasons on the way over, but it's been good because now they sort of do a sneaky one on the way home sometimes, which obviously all the players really enjoy and, and love, you know, and it's a great way to finish off a big night for all because they've all heard about it, as you know, in the history books, oh, all the and treat and the Queensland team, so uh, yeah, hopefully we can, they get to ride that bus home again by game um, game two. Hopefully it's
2: all over game two, eh? That'd and be they'll, nice. They'll be right. That'd be nice, mate. Now, the Queensland side. A few, few uh, changes, and, and maybe, you know, there's a, there's a bit of uh, noise south of the border talking about this uh, loyalty factor that Queensland is spo- supposed to have. There's a couple of players not in the side that many would have thought ha- should should be there. Um, what's your take on it, mate? What do you think? Oh, I'm happy, Matty. I, I mean, they
6: talk about fallback. If really... Slater doesn't know who to pick at fullback. You know, I'm happy whoever thinks he should play there. I'm more than happy to be guided by him, mate. And yeah. I, I think it's good for Caelan. I think he would have liked to have played, obviously. But but I think it would be a really big ask, even for someone as talented as him to have played as little as what he has, and have those concussions in the back of his head, you know, to go to a game like that. And fullback, like, they have more collisions and, and the way the game is now than anyone on the field, you know? So... I think Billy's done him a bit of a favour there at first. I hope it gives Kaelin a chance to just regroup a bit and get a bit more footy under his belt and a bit more confidence, you know. As you both know, three games is a long it's a long series. So yeah. I, I, that was the moment they spoke about. So I, I agree with Bill there, and whatever he decides is all good by me. Dane um, Gago, I, I, like everyone, we've all admired his service to Queensland. He's always been one of the best players. So that must have been a really tough call. But again, those... They spent a lot of time watching things and analysing things, and um, it would have a lot of been a hell of a lot of thought going into that selection. So I can understand the thought process there, watching the hammer and how well he's played in the first ten rounds. Of the, you know, he's been so impressive this year, and he's a big, he's a big strong fella too. That gets under the a little bit, so you know, I, I can live with those ones. And there,
2: yeah, yeah, mate. Well, look, we, we all know at the end of the day, it's uh, it's the forwards that that win you the game. The backs just determined by how much. What do you think of the forward packs? It looks like it's going to be a pretty physical battle in the middle.
6: Yeah, we'll be later. They'll be coming hard. I think they'll certainly be looking to up the ante a bit there because I think we we surprised them a bit last year, didn't we? Our forwards were terrific. Um, obviously, Papa, Joshy Papali, or Papa Lihi, I've got to say bob is it now. Papa's um, out this year, and he's been he's always been a, a great player for Queensland. So. Great opportunity for Fleck. You know, he gets his chance now. Uh, I've had a bit to do with him at the Broncos, so I'm really pleased with him to get his shot there. and he'll, he'll enjoy that environment. It looks like a good, gritty Queensland port back to me, you know, um, from the um, Dolphins there. Uh, who's the Tommy Hewitt. Tommy Hewitt. Tommy Gilbert, yeah. mate, I was, was stoked they picked him. Yeah. God, he's a tough bugger. He rips in. You've got the other boys. You have know, Ruben Cotter and Garrigan. And they're all in good form and playing well. And, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good Queensland
5: forward pack, mate. Yeah. Now, before we let you go, a couple of quick ones, uh, Boxhead. We're talking about the larrikins of, of origin. And we have been over the last two weeks. And the listeners have been great with their feedback. And tonight we're talking about fullbacks. Yeah, they had to be good players, but most of their best work is done off the field. So when you talk talking about fullbacks... In Larrikins, uh, Larrikins of Origin, What's, uh, who's the first players that come to mind?
6: Well, it's, it's a pretty light field there in the chats, fullbacks, honestly. It's, those boys back there, gosh,
5: the <laughs> are... Glorified wingers. <laughs> <laughs> well, they
6: were, back, honestly, getting a bit carried of Larrikins there. I would say uh, Julian O'Neill, they played to more there. There's one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's one.
6: <laughs> He's. He, he, he probably watching you run the mill, out of the out of the box, fullback behind your
5: eyes up the
1: field. So yeah, he'd be the one I'd
5: throw up there. <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah, hey, now, I just want to I want you to tell the story quickly about uh, when you went back to the Brisbane Broncos in the coaching. You were coaching the forwards, and Kerrid was at the back end of his career, and you were talking to the forwards apparently in the dressing sheds just during a training session about you know what you expect and. You asked, does anyone have any questions? And he tried to embarrass you, didn't you? Didn't he say something to you like, "Ah, oh, yes, Steve, I'd like to know um, what what level of coaching you are." Is that true?
6: Yeah, that's a true story, mate. I was, was nervous actually. Sort of the first time I'd addressed him was the end, after they missed the finals in '89, I think it was. And Wayne, got it in, so I was happy to do some work with the forwards. And I was really nervous because, you know, your first time you're coaching and stand up to one of them, tell them what you want to do and just how you're going to go about it. And he says, have you got a level one coaching certificate? And then I said, i get him back with, I've got a level 15, 15 tests and 15 origins. And I said, besides which, I'll, I'll be working with first grade, first grade, so you'll have bugger all to do with me. <laughs> uh, a
5: good you oh, one great stuff. Well, you're one of the great, of the great hookers of all time, Boxhead. And I think the hooking role is going to play a huge part next Wednesday oh, in Adelaide. Hey, thanks for taking time out to join us on Sports Day, Boxhead.
0: Pleasure to talk, boys. Go to Moraine, mate. Eh? See beauty.
5: More Off The Bench NRL
0: soon. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment. Search Off The Bench NRL on iTunes or Spotify. Can't wait for your cancer. You don't have to. In stock now. See your Fuso dealer today. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Can't wait for your canter? You don't have to. In stock now. See your Fuso dealer today. They're two metres from the line. Kamali puts the kick over and across. There's a try coming. Craig Smith. Craig Smith has put it down. Melbourne has won the grand final. A sporting miracle. Melbourne, from 14-0, have won the grand final. 20 points to 18.
5: And he was the Clive Churchill medalist that day as well. He's played 10 games for New South Wales. 20 tests for Australia. A unbelievable halfback in his mm. day, this man. Brett He joins us. After getting his wisdom teeth out, mind you, yesterday, oh. listeners, so he's he's going through the pain barrier to join us tonight. How are you, Noddy?
3: I'm going well, thank you, yes. You know, obviously, jump off that injury bed and can't <laughs> wait to join you guys, you know. I, anything for you, Thatch and Matty Rogers, yeah. so, you know, I'm happy to come on board. Gentlemen.
5: Hey, jumping off that bed, when you've got to get off the hospital bed, do you have, like, a step that you got to step <laughs> oh, down on oh, the no, no down, that's or?
2: harsh. <laughs> Uh, it started already started already it started uh, yeah, already,
3: started already. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry you blokes are pretty good up there they're picking a stick more <laughs> oh, <now.
2: laughs> straight back straight uh, back at us
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, so Noddy um, mate I want to ask you about the sides um, yeah it's obviously going to be a brutal battle in the middle um, but what, have you, what did you make of, of both sides and, and were there any real shocks I mean obviously the Tavita Pengai Junior selection um, Nico Hines on the bench some, some Debutants, sir.
3: Yeah, I think for both sides, both coaches are going in and, and making a few gambles. I suppose I think that's the comments that both coaches made over the last few days. Is they're taking a bit of risk. Um, they're, they're backing some people. Um, you know, I think for Queensland, if we talk about the two huge dimensions there's Gagai and you know man of the match in game three, Kaelan Ponga last year. So you know, I think you know we, in some regards you can understand the Kaelan Ponga one with the lack of games he's had. Um, the concussions and, and, and those type of things. But you know Gagai's been a, a seasoned campaigner for Queensland. Um So they're probably the funny ones for them. And then obviously, as you said, for, for New South Wales, um, you know, obviously Jake Trevojevic was going to play front row and he was ruled out. and They go way left field in some regards to a, a gentleman that can be barred forming and can be... You know, some days, to be a guy, you know, can win a match on his own. Um, he also can lose a match on his own. <laughs> um, sometimes as well, but, um, you know, obviously, we can pass. we'll play 80 minutes, you know, he's got potentially the best prop in the game next to him, um, you know, they spent a little bit of time together last year, you know, when he was up, up at Brisbane, but, yeah, you know, I, I think it's a rick and ball moment, I think you will go out there, you will play great, um, physicality, um, you know, there's minimal shapes and structure in, in origin, it's all about, you know, carry the ball fast, um, you can try and win and play the ball, get on the front foot and when you're defending at least have the ability to um to keep moving, so, and I heard Freddie mention the fact that the dogs haven't given up, even though they've been up behind on a number of occasions this year. And if one from behind, it's probably a good sign that, you know, that they're always willing to work hard. So, yeah, you know, I think when I spoke to people a few weeks ago, I, I had 12 players that New South Wales just had to pick. Um, and, and Nico Hines was one of those players. I just think you can't afford to leave him out of the, out of the team somewhere. It probably meant that... Um, that obviously, you know, um, Damien Cook had to be in the mission because you couldn't have Cook and Nico Hines both on the bench. It just would be a disastrous bench.
2: Yeah, and and I was going to ask you about that. What how how do they how do they, how's this rotation going to work? Do you think? Because I, I mean, I can't see. I, I just don't see Nico going into the nine position. Who do you think goes in there? I've I've heard Liam Martin. I've heard uh, Jerome Luai. Um, how do you think they're going to use uh, Nico? Yeah.
3: You know, yeah, I think there's obviously Apicoros. I wouldn't normally play 80 minutes. Well, he uh, you know, obviously um, plays 80 minutes for, you know, or used to play 80 minutes for club football, but has the ability to play 80 minutes. Yeah. Um, knows what it's all about. Nico, I think, covers every position in the back line. So if there's a back line player that gets hurt early, it doesn't change the game plan or the structure that Freddie wants to play under. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much time Nico Hines gets, mm. to be honest, honesty. I think the three forwards get rotated around and they get plenty a time they that. Um, a lot of times, the fourth player on your bench is, if you're going well and there's not any injuries to players that you don't expect at an interchange for, then that player a lot of times doesn't get a heap of game time. So, right, be, I'm curious to see how they put um, Nick O'Hyde on the field. Um, it might be, you know, who knows if he goes out and becomes a roving lock for a little while, um, whether it's again the first half just to get him into the game and get some game time. But, I think you've got to pick him because of his form. Um, he's obviously the Dalian medal winner, and for this year he's been outstanding for Cronulla. So it, it puts pressure on probably uh, on, on the halves to perform. It means that there's backup and the backs get hurt. So in some regards, it's probably a bit of a safety net more than where you're going to play.
5: Yeah. Hey, Noddy, how much importance do you think it plays? If you can't decide on a player, if you're trying to decide on which player to pick, that's it's out of two players. How much importance does it play, do you think, if your team is winning each week and you're going in with a winning attitude.
3: Uh, Would you have have two players in mind? Are you thinking that? Like is there an example of who we're thinking or is it just a a question?
5: Well, I suppose, I suppose I was thinking at the time, um, I was thinking at the time around Reese Walsh and Kalen Ponga because the Broncos have been traveling so well. Newcastle sort of struggling a little bit good at times, not really that consistent that, it plays, a, it plays a role. And that's probably just one example. But overall, if you're trying to pick two players, mm. how important is it that your team's winning? Doing well,
3: yeah. Yeah, I, I think if you're winning uh, and winning regularly, then I think it, uh, it puts you in the top front doesn't get selected for these rep sides or for the Australian sides. Um, I think you've got to go into probably origin more than test football um, full of confidence. I don't think you can have any doubt. You can't be inconsistent week in, week out. You know, play good here and then have two weeks off, which would be what a, bat, a battling side would be. So, I, just think, I think State of Origin is our greatest beast and our greatest challenge we have as a player. Uh, if you have any scarring or you're not 100% fit, which is, you know, the Tom Trojevich thing, I suppose, Freddie needed confirmation on the weekend that Tom was back because I don't think you can take anyone in at 75, 80%, even though they're the, on talent, you know how good they are. And when they're 100%, you know what they can produce. But I just think Origin is just a, a game that, that finds you and, and you know, shows your weaknesses. Um, it's fittest, it's the fastest, it's, you know, we're in camp for 10 days, effectively leading into this Origin. It's test football and grand finals you know, for about a four-day preparation. Um, and I just think it's the greatest challenge we have. So I think the best players in our game are probably the players that make the biggest occasions on, on State of Origin nights. So that's, that's where I look at the talent of a player and go, wow, well, this, this player is a, a bloody good player because he can put his stamping on state of origin.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a good point, mate. And and talking back to your state of origin experiences, mate. Like 2000, um, you get selected for New South Wales. Obviously, a proud New South Welshman from the from Newcastle, uh, from the Hunter region, um, mate. What? Where were you? What did it mean to you? Um, was it an emotional time for you to get that call?
3: Oh, yeah, it was a great time, yeah. You know, I think the period of my football from now sort middle through the year with the Hunter Mariners, you know, to, to probably that middle of 2000s or the end of 2000s, probably when we won the World Cup. Um, at the end of the year, I think there were sort of three to four successful years that were just career highlights in some regards, you know, never a setback. It's always a good sign, and obviously a few of the players from Melbourne um, were caught into that side as well. And, um, obviously, we went away winning the comp in 99, getting the medal uh playing for australia you know at the end of end of 99 that tri-series and then obviously getting selected to play with you know like, I've, got to, I've got to play with some sensational players like freddie was my five eight brush was my fullback Jeff toby and, and andrew johnson for sort of rotating that dummy half position so you know he just went out and played footy um you know, enjoyed ourselves full of confidence and um you know <laughs> we just just the way it felt that that's what happened. You know, obviously the first two games were extremely close and then the third game was, was a huge victory to us. And one of those nights, I suppose, that, you know, sometimes when it just all clicks and it happens, it just keeps happening. I remember well. Yeah. <laughs> <Noddy>. <laughs> <laughs> 2,000. Yeah, just a few others. Yeah. I remember on the other side. Of the <laughs> yeah, yeah.
5: yeah. yeah 2,000. Two yeah. 2,000. Wayne Bennett is Wayne the coach. Pierce. Wayne Pierce, I should say. Um, was that the no bonding sessions? That 2,000 year?
3: No, I think there was a little bit of bonding. Uh, yeah. I think mean, it was obviously, you know, it, it was... Kearnsie had fallen off the horse, I think, the year oh, before. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So that, 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 was, that was... We're not going horse riding. Um, all those crazy uh, bonding sessions. But, yeah, I think it was you know, my first time in the State of Origin camp. Uh, as I said, it goes for 10 days. I think we had a couple of drinks the first few nights. You'd break for the weekend, and you'd come back on Sunday night and, and get ready to play. So... Uh, you know, I think, you know, for me personally, you know, as I said, my confidence was sky high. I was playing that flat and fast, like that brand of football that was working. It was only with interchanges, um, you know, and why would I have any doubt or lack of confidence in what I was doing for those last few years when, and everything that you seem to do or play, and it had to test in.
5: Yeah. Flat and fast it was yeah. impossible to defend against oh, when you're on the back foot. It. Now... <laughs> Now before we let you go, Noddy, we're getting our listeners to vote for the Larrikins of Origin. We've been doing this over the last couple of weeks, and tonight's the fullbacks, but we're not going to just put it down to fullbacks for you, but any of the players that you played with, they did their best work off the field. Don't worry about on the field, it's all off the field. So state of Larrikins, there's been guys like Sam Bacco and Blocker Roach, and who's the first that comes to mind when it talks about Origin and Larrikins?
3: Oh, I think the play for Tim Brasher went pretty good off the field. Really, oh. right? Wow,
4: Yeah, yeah. that's good. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, I remember playing. You know, golf clubs in the in the in the camp. Obviously, he played golf with Brasher in 2000 and bits and pieces. But yeah, I, you know, obviously the, he's probably the start of my era. Uh, any other fullbacks I've played with with New South Wales? David Peachy was a, you know, oh, yeah. no rat. Obviously, yeah. Peach was a, <laughs> a great hilarious. character and, and yeah. Yeah. Lo- loved a bit of life. and might have disappeared for a few days <laughs> <than> I <laughs> <was there> once. <laughs> yeah. so I think I think that might have been in two thousand. I think Junior might have took us out to Penrith and um, and we went to the camp, and all of a sudden we travelled back to. to could you and there's no peach for a, a day or two. So
2: <laughs> yeah, that um,
3: missing an origin camp. <laughs> yeah,
2: that that was that was pretty off. I mean, you played with the peach as well at Cronulla, so you, uh, he didn't yeah. mind. He didn't mind a walkabout every now and then. Old Peach, <laughs> <laughs> he was one of the best. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> and and he was. The, I think he's the bloke that put the ball closest to the dead ball oh, in oh, the history of the game. He should yeah. drive
5: John Lang mad. Apparently, yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> Hey, Noddy, uh, thank yeah. you very much for, for catching up and reminiscing and also talking about your thoughts with uh, this New C- new South Wales side. And also good luck with the Tigers NRLW side this year as well. Yeah, must absolutely. be exciting.
3: Thank you, guys. Thank you. I appreciate your um, support. Sat to the start about feeling for me. I appreciate it. Yep. Nothing's changed.
5: Yeah, <laughs> go get back in your high chair and eat your mashed potato. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Noddy. See you guys. See you, mate. Yeah, he's a great guy. Great guy. Let's get to a break.
0: More Off The Bench NRL soon. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment. Search Off The Bench NRL on iTunes or Spotify. Can't wait for your canter? You don't have to. In stock now. See your Fuso dealer today. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Can't wait for your canter? You don't have to. In stock now. See your Fuso dealer today. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year.
5: Yeah, Chrissy Nelson from Racing Queensland joins us on the line. How are you, Chrissy?
7: Going very well, thanks, Sats. So how are you? I'm really well, really well. With all the, the great
5: weather we're having in southeast Queensland, oh. um, it's just picture perfect, isn't it, for these, uh, these, big, these big meets each and every weekend and around Brisbane. Doomben last weekend or last two weekends has been massive, but Eagle Farm is the place to be this weekend.
7: Well you think about uh, the people that like to get to the races this time of year and they like to wear their the women like to wear their, um, their their best outfits and dress up and they don't have to worry about rain or wind or anything like that it's just what it is and it's a fantastic time of year to have great weather and that's going to continue but yeah Eagle Farm's a place to be sats we've got two group 1s on Saturday the Queensland Derby and the Kingsford Smith Cup but it's a great support card as well uh, the size produce uh, race number six for the two-year-olds, and race number five is for the Fred Best Classic for the three-year-olds, and uh, there's plenty of other good races on the card also.
5: Now, Fred Best Classic, as you said, race five. Yep. You've got a you an interesting tip in that one, haven't you?
7: Well, it's it, it's an interesting runner, really. Number two, Yellow Brick. Uh, his third favourite currently for the Stradbroke handicap in a couple of weeks' time, which of course is the big Group One sprint in Brisbane. Now, unless he wins this race on Saturday, he probably won't even be in the field. He just hasn't qualified as yet. So he needs to win uh, this race on Saturday, the Fred Best Classic, the three-year-old race to qualify. Because this is a golden ticket race where you get into uh, the Stradbroke handicap in a couple of weeks' time. So yellow brick for Ben Thompson, who was so impressive winning first up at the Sunshine Coast a few weeks ago, will be all out to win. And you know what? I think he can do it.
5: Where else, not only at Eagle Farm on Saturday, where else are we racing over the weekend, Nelson?
7: We are are racing at uh, Ipswich also on Saturday. We don't have a Gold Coast Track meeting this week. The the meeting is at Ipswich. We race at Mackay up in the north, Toowoomba, as per normal in the Twilight Zone and the Sunshine Coast on uh, on Sunday, Sats. Just to mention too, the Derby uh, is one of the main features on Saturday. Kovalika will go around favourite in the Derby, race number seven. Of course, uh, ran third in the Doomban Cup last Saturday against the older horses. He's back to his own age, and you would think that he would be winning. So make sure you have a few dollars on him. You won't make a fortune, but you'll end up in front.
5: Well, I've been actually on fire the last couple of weeks, Nelson. Have So I've been there? I'm
7: taking your tips. I should be texting you for tips.
5: I'm taking you into my, your tips into this weekend, so far away.
7: All right, here we go. Race 5, number 2, Yellow Brick. Race 7, number 1, Kovalika. That might be a little multi because neither are massive odds... Uh, so we might be best playing the multi there. You'll probably get $4 or better. Uh, race eight, number two, a case of you in the Kingsford Smith Cup. Now, this horse is an import. He's had three runs in Australia. He's drawn horrible gates every time. He's had to go back to last, and he's run on. That is not his pattern. Overseas, he, uh, he settled a lot closer in the run. He draws a good gate Saturday. He'll be able to do that, and he'll get his chance to win. So race eight, number two, each way, a case of you. And uh, I'll throw out one in the last because everyone likes to get a winner in the last. Number five, Hellfest. Uh, Tipped a couple of weeks ago. The run was okay. Just got too far back and was a market drifter first up. I think this week you'll see a much improved mare. So race nine, number five, Hellfest each way.
5: So race five, number two. Race seven, number one. Race eight, number two. And race nine, Hellfest.
7: Number five.
5: Yeah. Looking at those. Thank you very much. Chris Nelson from Racing Queensland. Uh, Have a great weekend, mate.
7: You two sats, all the best.